What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It presents Faces of the Moon, our Marvel pair-up series about Moon Knight and mind movies, thematic movies about identity and other things that'll pair up nicely with Moon Knight. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And Jamie Jarrock. Hello. So here we are on episode three of Moon Knight. We're halfway done, which doesn't seem fair. <laughs> I, we were spoiled for a long time where I felt like every week I was just getting new Marvel content. And now the idea that this is almost over and then I have to wait till June for another Disney Plus show just seems egregious. <laughs> I know there's Obi-Wan in there and Doctor Strange and plenty to satiate me. But how did you guys like episode three? Oh, it was really good. Uh, I think it's my least favorite of the three, um, but I still really enjoyed it. I liked the Avatar stuff a lot. Um, I really liked Layla's kind of relationship with Steven, which I'm going to talk a lot about later when we talk about our movie of choice today. Uh, so uh, I dug it. I'm just, uh, and I, I hope we get more Conchu because I love F. Murray Abraham and I need him to not be a poor little statue. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure that there will be much more Kanchu to have. I can't can't see us. No, 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 no. Terrence, Um, how about you? I'm in the same boat. I thought this was the the episode that I liked the least. That's not to say that it's a bad episode. It's just out of the three of them, it's the one that I cared for the least. Uh, Because the the season sort of changed. It became this like adventure film. And that's probably in the ranking of genres. While I still like them, that is probably of a lower tier than what we were getting at the beginning. Uh, I do like, there's some beautiful stuff that happens in the back end of this with the whole star, like him changing the star line and then all that. So that's, that's awesome. I also do love the sort of the, the hint, they don't really get into it, but it's sort of the hint that Jake is around because they neither Steven nor Mark know who the hell is doing the, the thing. And they're kind of like, well, it wasn't you, it wasn't me, but they, we don't really kind of get that in this episode. We all, we know who it is. Yeah. We, people who are not familiar kind of with or have any type of inkling of who Moon Knight is may not know what the hell's going on. No, I agree. I think this one, it, it certainly wasn't my least favorite. I think episode two might be my least favorite. And I think it's because I really dug uh, a lot of the mummy vibes that I got from this episode. I thought we had a real good time doing adventures through everything. Uh, I really enjoyed kind of the reverse of the other two episodes seeing Steven begging for control and they're like well this is what I can do and what I can handle and we don't have to hurt these people although part of me was like you gotta stop looking at these mirrors man you gotta <laughs> no, like I, just just there was one sequence not the first time in the night that made sense but there's a second point when he has the guy in the alley and it's like there's a mirror just happens to be standing by I'm like at this point guys stop just we, this is getting a little too convenient now but there's a mirror that just happens to be right here yeah, that I was like, okay, I get it. This is how they're talking. But like, if you're in control and you need to stop some sort of evil God, maybe don't look at anything reflective. Don't take any risks. Turn off the face activating iPhone. Let's go back. Like, we can stop all of it. Um, I also really like, we got a lot more lore. This is a big lore dumping episode. I really enjoyed this weird council of gods and their avatars and their relationship. And Every time Ethan Hawke is on that screen, it, he just oozes with this evil charisma. And when he does his whole, I don't know how many people are in there, but we all know Conch losing his mind. He can't even pick an avatar that's a, 
one person anymore. <laughs> like he just gaslights all of these gods into being like, I'm not doing it. I'm just walking through where Anuit is buried. I'm not doing anything. It's Kanshu who's insane. <laughs> yeah. Please. Uh, I agree with Terrence. Everything about stars and moving the sky, I thought was just visually very cool. I also liked that uh, it was something that like everyone could see and that these gods have very almost similar to Eternal's consequences of like, we don't interfere and we don't want to do this. I like that we're starting to build up these other mythos in Marvel, similar to the comics where we've got like Norse and Greek and Egyptian and everything else under the sun. And I wonder if there's going to be any deeper explanation to that or if they're just like, screw it. Who, like, which is fine. I don't really need them to try to explain religion and the afterlife and why all of these things coalesce and coexist. But uh, I also now desperately want, and I know I won't get it, and I know this is counter to everything I've been saying, I would now very much like one scene with Thor and Moon Knight that Taika Waititi has written, where he's just like, I don't even know, these Egyptian gods, they don't even have a palace. They don't, they're tombs. This is pointless. What are we even doing here? <laughs> I want to see some sort of now the Norse gods be like, these, they're pointless. They don't interfere. They don't help. Think of everything they could have done. This is worthless. <laughs> they just want to be idolized. Uh, I'm curious to see where it goes now since we have Conchus even like toe mock. He's like come around to Steven. And I dug that also that suddenly he like respects everybody that's in Stephen and Mark's body instead of just being like, the loser's in charge. The weak one is in command. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious now, there's a lot more pieces on the board than just stopping one god. We now have a whole like, we have to convince them to free Khonshu. We have to stop Ethan Hawke. There's a lot more happening than just like debating their personalities and switching control and just getting to the MacGuffin of the show, which I really right. enjoy. But I am now. And we also got some weird Deadpool action. We got spears going through him. He's healing up. I dug that. Uh, I just want more. I just don't know that three more episodes is going to be enough to fully give me everything I want. But I feel like I've said that a lot. And yeah, I, I, that's like every single every time. Of the show. <laughs> how are we, we going to do this in three more? I don't know. I don't know. You got enough time. I don't see it. <laughs> and then they release some hour long episode that just gives everything you need. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. I'm curious to see where we keep going. And I do want Jake Lockley to show up. I want the, I now want to see all these other Egyptian gods that we've teased and I want to see what all their avatars do. And we've done so much different world building in this episode than we've seen in Marvel. So now I am like, no, I need to see all of it. I want to see what all these dudes are up to and all their avatars and this weird council that we have and give me all of it. Yeah. But that's just this episode. We're now halfway done. And we are, of course, pairing it up this week with a movie I had never seen from 2014 with Elizabeth Moss and Mark Duplass. The One I Love, a, I guess, comedy thriller, I think is how it's described on IMDb. The genre is very aloof and different, but... It's, it's so weird because it's it's, I would say it's a romantic comedy and then you can't put in... You can't tell them that it's a fantasy comedy or a sci-fi comedy until after the end, because then that's sort of giving away too much. But yes, it's multi-genres. Yeah, when I, when I, because I picked this week, and when I did, I was like, don't look what it's about. Just watch it, because <laughs> it is, and when, I, the, what I usually say when I describe it is like part mumblecore, part 
thriller, sci-fi thriller. And it's kind of because the Duplass brothers like really kind of invented mumblecore in the mid to late 2000s, which is basically, if our listeners don't know, uh, kind of uh, improvised dramedies, super low budget that were really big in the late 2000s that kind of like, I love, love, love mumblecore. And it's not really a thing anymore. We, it's kind of, we've kind of moved past it already, which is crazy. Cause it's like, we got a new genre for the first time since what the mockumentary mm-hmm. and um and, and there are moments, this movie isn't considered like a full mumblecore, but there are moments where like you can tell that Elizabeth and Mark are definitely improvising their scenes. Yeah. Uh, and I and I really like that about it. And But a romantic comedy is an interesting way to describe it. I like that. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's definitely like the start is it has right. like a very romantic comedy vibe and even like archetype to it and structure, but everything else in it is so beyond that yeah and fun fact it was directed by charlie mcdowell who was the son of uh of mary steenburgen and uh, uh malcolm mcdowell so ted danson's his stepfather which is why stepdaddy ted danson was in the movie There's and uh mary does have a phone cameo she's the, she's the mom on the phone yeah, yeah. 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 So some some hollywood nepotism for you there <laughs> uh, you know that makes so. sense because a part of me was like how did this get made like there, there yeah. really was it really reminded me you're right of this weird like probably 2008 or 9 up through like even like 2015 I feel like is when it faded of these like indie dark comedies that are like very dramatic like even Landline and Obvious Child and Joshi all kind of like fall into this umbrella. Your, of like your sister's sister is in there too. Yeah, I that's that like movie. that's like strict mumblecore, yeah. and that is my favorite. I love it. Movie. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you're right. We don't get these anymore, and I don't know why this like super cheap, like one. This would be especially the whole time I was like, this is like one look, one location, maybe two, three actors. This is the most, like, I, I moved to LA right around when the Duplass brothers were really getting, like, picking up steam. The league was getting big. And, like, every interview they did, they were like, just get a camera and do something like this. Like, this is, like, I don't know why, like, you should. And a part of me is like, okay, well, you have a little bit of nepotism and, and Ted Danson in there helping you out. But, like, this movie had a very small release. And it was not, like, big and... I had never until, and I'm glad, I'm so glad you did because I I loved it, but I had never even heard of this film until you positioned this as one of the ones that we were watching. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And now I'm obsessed. See, I'm so glad because I was curious because I have not seen it since it came out and I loved it the first time I watched it. And I really liked it this time, but not as much. It it doesn't have this, like as much of a watchability because you know what's going on. So I was curious if how you guys felt it being eight years ago so i'm so it seems like you liked it more than blake maybe it sounds that way yes (laughs) yeah you know it's interesting i guess we'll probably have to do full spoilers and i feel like this is going to be the biggest chunk of this episode because this movie is very unique and singular don't listen to this if you have not watched this movie for the love this is a movie that i fully say if you have no idea watch it blind uh, I think it's on Tubi, but I yeah. just paid for it on Amazon because I don't want to deal with the ads because yeah, I'm spoiled. On I watched it on Tubi, and they those ads come at the most inopportune times. But yeah, yes. I was like, I'll rent it for two ninety nine. So I don't <laughs> have to watch some like Chevy commercial about why they care about me. Uh, I don't need to do that. But yeah, the movie follows Elizabeth Loftus and Mark Duplitz, and it opens 
in their therapy, their only real therapist session you see with Ted Danson as this like, and I think this is almost immediately my weird issue with the movie. It's right away like this doesn't feel real. And it's so clear that it's like, oh, Ted Danson is either an allegory for the devil, something else, some bigger construct. He's doing something and he sends them to this retreat. And at the retreat, they meet the idealistic versions of themselves and then battle for their identity and who they are. And along the way, there is some comedy and some scares and some questionable scenes. <laughs> um, you know, when Mark Duplass tricks somebody into doing something, that's that. that I was like, I don't know about like, this. I think, that might be. He I think he's now the villain. Yeah. He's the bad guy now. Yeah. There yeah. are moments in this movie that make me deeply uncomfortable, especially the like the even though the end isn't I don't know if it you, if I'd call it shocking or whatever, but that last moment of this movie makes my like stomach lurch because uh, it's just like and like that's it, it's over, and it just like oh it makes me very uncomfortable, but in a good There's way. Probably a name for that kind of like trope and moment and genre because th this whole time I was like, there's so much like this where the movie is so clearly meant to just be like what do you think it's a thought piece like and, it's, it's a yeah. thought starter yeah and everything's like a simile and a metaphor for mm -hmm. everything else and and i think that's my only issue is i'm like man there's some like cool sci-fi moments that i wish we went a little bit deeper and i kept thinking about us while i was watching it and being like oh but you know us really goes there and this movie kind of has this like what's ted Danson doing with these couples and like how does this work and i was like I want to get into some weird Cronenberg stuff now because you get the sense like again full spoilers my interpretation was that he's like crafting the previous couple to act like them through like cosmetic alterations and training and vocal instructions and I was like I kind of want to see him doing some like weird stuff now yeah I um I took that that's exactly what it is like the previous couple morphs into the current couple and then the, they basically rectify them or fix them and then they leave and they're that the current couple takes the previous couple spot and then they recreate that over and over and over again uh you know i think i think this depends on what you're looking for for from the film if you are like me and like more of the romance and the 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 relationship stuff of it you won't dive so much into the sci-fi because I, I get it i was in that same boat like oh i'd like to know how this works but for this particular film, that's not as important as what it is that they're trying to do with the relationship. So it can kind of go, I can see how you got there. Cause I, I was, I partly started to head down that way. I was like, nope, that's not what they want me to do. They want me to go with them this way. And so yeah. it got to the biggest thing. And I love movies that do this because it, it becomes how you view the film. If you're a half glass full or a half empty type of person, the ending sort of can go either way. You're like, did he take the, 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 the false, Sophie, or did he take the real Sophie? Um, and you can go either way. There, there's kind of merits to both. Uh, but I, I think that's what's the fascinating part of me. Like, and I just sat there like, I, this motherfucker just yeah. It's know got a very like us inception. Yeah. there was something else I was just talking about in my roommate. Us, there where I was like, but, literally two Elizabeth Mosses. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yes. it's very, very. It's it's most like us, and mm -hmm. it really had like. Uh, but it has one of those like, ooh, which one endings? And I can't think of the movie I was just talking about last night where I was like, but it ultimately, even the director was like, but it doesn't matter. The point is that like, who cares which one it is? And I was like, this is a very interesting moment because 
Like the, what I did really like about the movie is how they switched the characters' arcs. Because we start with Elizabeth Moss being like, you're stuck in the past and I want to move on. And her idyllic version of Mark Duplass is this like almost regressed, like bro-y, artsy, it, like it, it, it feels so, like him 20 years ago. It feels like, like him 20 years ago, or it feels like him, you know how when we first started a relationship, how we put on an affectation of what yeah like, it feels like he that was what he was doing at the start of this to be this perfect person for her and then obviously once he got in and got comfortable he kind of went back to he the mean of who he truly is she is still in love with the person that he was trying to pretend to be and i liked that her arc was almost like no i would rather go backwards and mm -hmm. he was like but i want to go forward i don't want I don't want to be that person. I don't want you to be that old person. Like, I want to go this way. And she was just so infatuated by like who he was or right. even because it, it didn't feel like it was who he could be because it was too perfect. He was right. like a painter and working out and in touch with his emotions and a pop, like every, and he was just like the dinner scene with the four of them, but he's just beating him at the game. And he just keeps like, getting in and making the jokes but then you start to kind of see him unravel when he's like shutting down mm -hmm. the second elizabeth moss and you really do start seeing this like oh he's there's also a reason he's here and we don't know what that reason is but like he probably is putting on airs to get away with this new woman that he's falling in love with and they'll be right back here like the right. danger that's why ultimately at the end when they're like two of us leave and two of us stay and then magic happens um or you know maybe it's some invasion of the body snatchers thing <laughs> and they're just replacing people in these developments and it's an alien invasion but it's a really interesting movie it, it it's very jamie you were about to say something oh i just thought that we, we were at a good point to segue into why i think it's good for this episode but but finish your thought i mean that was pretty much it i just was gonna like i just I just wanted like a little bit more. I just kept being like, give me two more scenes to really make me like uneasy. Like crank, I was either like, it's how I feel with a lot of mixed genres whenever we're like, it's a comedy and a drama. I'm like, crank up the comedy or crank up the drama guys. Or like horror comedies, I'm often like, make me laugh or make me scared. Like we're yeah. tiptoeing on both. And I caught myself this time being like, really make me think because I like the choice at the end, I was like, no, he's with the better one anyways. She was in, immediately ran off with this other person and was like, I don't even want to try to make this work. So like, no, no, this is fine. Yeah. Totally. And I think, I think that, so the reason why I thought this would be good for Moon Knight is specifically because of the Layla kind of getting to know Steven and this thing where like her and Mark are so damaged at this point and you know they were married and and who knows but like see steven is just this soft sweet guy who looks like her husband who is technically her husband and um and he is obviously smitten with her and doesn't understand how someone inside of his body could have fucked that relationship up and i think that that pairs really perfectly with this movie also just we've dealt with identity in terms of memory in terms of you know multiple personalities and in this case in this movie and in this episode it's a lot of how someone else perceives your your different versions of you uh and i think that that was um like an interesting parallel because uh you know uh 
I think Mark Duplass had the capacity to, to be a certain way, but if like he had painted, a, if that version of him had painted a bad picture of his wife and she made fun of it, he would have gotten defensive. And right. that's one of my favorite scenes where instead of, cause it is a bad painting. And instead of getting defensive about it, he just jokes along. And that's something that, that our, the main Mark Duplass clearly wouldn't be capable of doing. Uh, and, and that I think is a, 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 a theme of it all. It is. Cause I think that's, I think that's essentially what the doubles are, are that, that they are these transferences or these these what they the the perf the real ones see or saw in their in their their mate. And I can kind of think that's sort of what happened within this one. It's like Layla wants Stephen because she knows that body, that person that looks like that acts this way. And I don't know you to act the way that you are. So it's kind of like that uh, something's wrong here. And that's why it's cool when Mark, when Mark, when, when Ethan picks up those points and the one I love that he's like, you're not, you're not mine. And it's fascinating that even though it's very duplicitous and it's kind of filthy, it's fascinating that Sophie can't pick up that that's not the real Ethan when that whole terrible situation occurs. Yeah, I think it's or her even. It's funny because it's almost his like fatal flaw of the movie of being too like you ruined the ma the magic trick and you keep always mm -hmm. you're playing detective and investigator like just enjoy this and I was like, it's kind of interesting that that problem he has is what makes him be like, no, we need to get out of this. Mm -hmm. This is not a. This is crazy. Um, and you're right, Jamie. I didn't think about that. That we really in this episode for the first time. And not just even um, the, the love interest, but even the other gods and Ethan Hawke. And we see everyone else kind of be like, here's how we perceive you, Mark and Steven, and how it makes you seem. And I think when you look at this movie and that sh episode, you do get a lot of like projection onto it. And I think it is that weird. It's the inverse of don't meet your heroes, where it's like, don't, don't meet the person that you've crafted in your mind because... I mean, even in that that movie, I was like, oh, these both of them are just too. It's almost like nauseating how like, oh, I'm making your I'm your so good bacon and I'm yeah. perfect, and you're just like, nobody do people want to do this? Like, this well, is a fun vacation. But... Well, that's why the scene with the two Sophies is just probably my favorite in there because you get the <laughs> the double Sophie to just she's she's playing that Stafford wife thing for a minute and then she just breaks the veil like. No, 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 we're not playing this game. You're going to stay your ass here. <laughs> You're going to get your Ethan off of mine and you're going to wash these damn dishes. I, I <laughs> love I Yeah, love that was the best scene. And that's that's also what I mean where I'm like, give me more. Like yeah. now, I think my, I guess it's not even a problem. I was just, I was like, by the time we got to the middle of that movie, I was like, okay, guys, we've had like four conversations about the rules and what we're doing and why they're different. And then when we got all four of them, I was like, this, more of this. <laughs> this is yeah. where I want to live. I want to see, this is the conflict. And when he breaks and runs and he convinces and he smashes into that wall, I was like, yes, this is, this is where I want. Now give me one very weird, creepy, unsettling Ted dancing scene and let's go home. I can't get him for one more day. Like we just gotta, <laughs> like, we, just, we go to just this empty office and this piano there. Uh, but it, it's, it's fun seeing other people respond to him. And I'm curious how that love interest will change in Moon Knight of if like, her and Mark will resolve it, or she's going to be like, I don't want you, but I want this other person that's in there. This is what I'm most interested in in Moon Knight, is their romantic conclusion. <laughs> like, who does she end up with? Well, I mean, look, 
he's gonna beat the evil person (laughs) right we know that's going to happen kanchu's going to get out like there's (laughs) there's things we know (laughs) yeah i I am i feel like let her have her cake and eat it too she could be with both of them i I still need to get this body but i would rather it be steven than than i do look forward to her relationship with jake i i i I like the idea of her like hating jake (laughs) yeah i mean I, i assume that next week we'll get jake to show up i guess i guess this is the boots it feels like in every marvel show they're like this is the episode to watch this is when it really cranks but also up. no one else saw the final two so it's like they're saying that because like that's the, they only saw up to four right right yeah i was like oh, that's I, a good I, yeah that's a good point yeah. that the only ones they got out to the reviewers were four yeah but even like marvel tends to give out those like they did wandavision up to three which is where like the big reveal happened and i think loki was also like the third or fourth one where it was like oh my gosh like it seems yeah. like they keep giving the big like twist so my god like, oh, whatever's in this episode i know jamie hasn't watched it but everybody else at her <laughs> company has yeah <laughs> and they all say it's good I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure Jake's going to show up. We're probably going to get Anuit to pop up somehow. Like the, the clock's going to start ticking in this one, I imagine. Yeah. I, I really thought that when she was trying to wake him up in the end, that he was going to wake up Jake. I was really surprised that's not how the episode ended. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's, it's interesting that they're kind of holding on to that third personality. But I wonder if we'll go back and like see the childhood and like all of these other things if we're going to get some young Oscar Isaac. See where it all began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I now am very in on this like, okay, who is she going to, how is this going to play out? Because <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I'm sure it can work. Like, I'm sure that they'll, they'll figure it out in some, you know, as, Ryan Murphy thruple she's situation. Gonna be like, as long as these parts do the same thing, I'll take whichever <laughs> one that I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I, those are very different people. I don't know that they do. They may not do it the same. That's oh, true. I am sure that Mark is better oh, than Steven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven's There's probably nothing. very attentive, but like sloppy because he doesn't yeah. have a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be great. I'm excited to see where it all goes. This was such a so so then while we're still in this movie, Jamie, what's your interpretation? He took the site, he took the fake Elizabeth Moss home. I think he did. I like that thought because I like when he sits with it horrified, but then he kind of smiles about it. And I, and I liked the, the thought that he's, that it's the wrong Sophie and he's actually happy okay about with it. it. He's like, I'm good yeah. with this. Uh, it's, because it's, now I guess he bake. Well, it's also two looks because I think that look at the end, but I also think the look that Elizabeth Moss gives down to the, the one that is unconscious the one that the real we're going to call what i call the real uh sophie she looks down at that that ethan and kind of just like i want to stay with this one and she's mm-hmm. torn and i'm like yeah that look is fantastic because she's kind of like I, I know i should probably go back with you but this one right here this one down here is not cheated on me yet so i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to hang out with, i want to stay with she's her. really great in that like i feel like the u.s where the like the budget i think was just paying for Elizabeth Moss in this movie. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I'm a Mark Duplass fan, but he does have a creepy energy to him. That's why he's so good in the film Creep. Um, and uh, and so it's, I, I very rarely see him as like a genuine person. Like, I, mean, I should say nice person, but not like a human being. I mean, like a yeah. genuine kind. So like, he's he always gives me, he, it's kind of like Peter Sarsgaard. No matter what kind of character those actors are playing, I'm like, I don't trust you. <laughs> Yeah. But Elizabeth no, that, Moss can play both really well. She can. 
Yeah. I think it also kind of goes back to like the weird piano being in sync moment where I was like, oh, the Elizabeth, second Elizabeth Moss was in sync with him and was also like, I want to move on and get out of here. I don't mm-hmm. want, I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't want to do any of this. And I think in those, in that crazy fast climax, like almost everybody changes what they want. Like the second Mark Duplass just wants to get out. He doesn't care anymore. He's taken the mask off and is like, all of you. All of you, I'm out. Right. Yeah. We see then like, you're not really clear on the original Elizabeth Moss if she's like convinced by his speech or if she's like, oh, we can, but then changes her mind again. Yeah, we don't get we don't enough know. time with her to answer. We don't get a response from her to the the real Ethan's, like, this is all this, this, and this, and that. She's like, we don't get that, because by that point, all hell is breaking loose. But it is also a weird thing when you just start breaking it down as a relationship. You're like, well, it wasn't working. They don't want to, they're not going to be together anyways. Maybe this, these other, this other weird couple that was there should have switched and when the next couple comes, because we don't find Ted Danson, he's no, just set he's up shop somewhere else. somewhere else. And like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a really, it's an interesting movie to think about. Yeah, it's no. quick, very fast. It, it's, it's an hour and a half, you're in and out, but it does posit a lot of questions. But I think you can, you can when you start pulling on that string, you can go down there like, is this magic? Is this voodoo? Tell me more about this oh, devil I mean, person that, that, that Ted Danson is. Because it's very, like, it's a fun little think piece. Like, if you were in a class and you were, like, relationships and toxicity Mm -hmm. and who's doing what and, like, the idea of moving on and the idea of therapy and being in sync with your partner. But then when you kind of just get into the rules of that universe, you are like, oh, yeah, there's nothing here. There's there's not, like, I haven't watched Us in a long time, but at least they kind of went through the, like, no, there's all these tunnels underground and we were doing these experiments and now all of you have this mirror person and they're going to rise up because they're tired of it. And I was like, there was a lot of like logic behind it. And I, I feel right. like usually these kind of movies have one big exposition, like aha scene. And I think it's a very artsy mumblecore indie move to be like, no, yeah, you they'll figure, they'll it, figure out. it out. <laughs> But that's how most of those films are in. They're like, we, we won't deal with all the other stuff. We're just, we're talking about this relationship right now. Um, and that and almost, I used to kind of dig that when I was younger. And as I'm getting older, I'm like, no, it's going to make your movie better if you just give me that. <laughs> you just, you're going to go from a B to an me. A. It totally depends for me on the yeah. movie. Um, Unless like, it's a bad uh, explanation. Like if they were like, he's an alien. I'd be like, no, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> like another po- like, m- like post-mumblecore sci-fi type, Mark Duplass movie be safety not guaranteed and I won't spoil mm-hmm. it but the fact that they give you an answer at the end was very satisfying to me yeah uh, but I don't mind yeah. this one my big question about this movie is Ted Danson actually trying to help these marriages like is like I don't like I just want to know like that I don't care what he how why he's like what he's not- doing but like, and is I, his intention to fix marriages think, or is he just like a crazy scientist? Right, because I think because of the relationship that we're seeing, it becomes unclear because it looks like in the previous ones that it does, like each one sort of comes in, passes on the next one and they get better and then they are allowed to leave and so on and so forth. And that's how it should work. But now with this, the way that this one goes, you're like, I don't, is he doing this for sport mm-hmm. or is he actually trying to fix these people? And I think that's what's missing for me. Like everything with the other two titular characters like works and their relationship is good and we're off to the races and the ending is fun and ambiguous. But I am just like, I just want one more Ted Danson scene. I just need to, I need to see him like terraforming these people. 
because you get those audio logs of like, okay, you're close. You're almost there. And I'm like, so what is he coming here? And like, they looked just different enough. Like the two Mark Duplasses where I was like, you could sell me that he found actors that look like them. Mm -hmm. You could sell me that story. And I would be like, that's awesome that he just is finding these like duplicates and putting them in here and having this happen. And then it goes full sci-fi when we're like two and we get highlight two enter and two four enter and two leave Mm -hmm. like we're in the thunderdome all of a sudden yeah (laughs) like and i'm like okay so now there is like a magic shield stopping you which also means there has to be some sort of like how does the shield know who's ready to move on you start asking questions like how does how does the door to the guest house know which ethan it is that is entering yeah because yeah and for a while, I was like, yeah, you could sell me that these are just really good actors who are like, they're both coming in. We both have to leave. He's coming in. I'll hide. Like you, there could have been a basement that they were just in. Right. Um, there were a lot of options where I was like, just just give me five minutes and make me be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like Fresh. Fresh gave me everything where I was like, great, this is crazy and weird, but there's still some ambiguous stuff. But when we had those creepy questions, they were like, no, Sebastian stands. He's, he's, he's selling these people. <laughs> well, no, I don't need to see it. Spoiler. No, you do, Jamie. You, you do. It is. Okay. It is. It, that is an unnerving movie. Uh, that's it, guys. I think that's it. Um, Good one. Thanks for uh, letting me pick uh, this weird movie that that's not well known this was great yeah, yeah i was like man one. it was made like five thousand dollars in theaters <laughs> it just, i was like this is this like the smallest thing we could have found i love it yeah um, it's great everybody should go seek it out and watch it free on tubi the we the little app that could it does uh, it keeps coming through it whenever does. there's a movie i'm like it's on tubi, <laughs> tubi. <laughs> it's showing up uh, great. You can, of course, leave us a review on all the places where we are, iTunes and Google Podcasts. I'm at, as always, Blake. Terrence is at Terrence Tatum, and Jamie is at Jamie Cinematics. You can see all the other stuff we do on YouTube. Terrence's episode-by-episode episode reviews of shows, our other Hollywood already did a podcast for the movies that have been rebooted, and Jamie on Phase Zero with comicbook.com. And soon she'll be caught up to everybody. In a week, everyone will be on the same Moon Knight plateau on that show. We're close. We'll uh, we'll see everybody next week. Later. Bye.